video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, your Scottish weekly dose of all things gaming. Craig and Jess here to entertain your ear holes this week and catch you up on the latest news, new releases. Craig also has a Pure Dead Platinum or two for you trophy hunters and we will review this week's film, which was Scary Movie since it's spooky season. As always, we'll pick something to go in the bin and round out the episode with a pick of the week. If you're a new listener, then nice to have you and we hope that you stick around. If you want a shout out about anything, you can contact us via puredeadgaming.com or the good old socials, all linked very nicely for you in the episode description. How are you, Craig? I am fabulous. Good. Fabulous. I'm getting over the cold. Man flu. Yeah, you do sound a bit better compared to the last episode, so that's good. Yeah, I think it was you in Discord said he started the last episode and wondered who it was <laughs> that was hosting. Yeah, realize that's a it sign was... that you're not you're not doing too great. It was not my best work. Has to be said. It was not my best work, but it is work that people should listen to. We have had a lot of nice feedback on it. That was the games revisited episode on Metal Gear Solid from '98 with myself, Donnie, and punk from what the fuck do you want so give that a listen indeed very informative maybe (laughs) (laughs) so how are we this week yeah fine i've had a migraine today yeah not great i've had a migraine listen to your migraine yeah rude come on i don't know if this is a thing right but if anyone else that's listening does this but when i get a sore head i like to wear a hat that day you do. I feel it helps, but I don't know if it's just that placebo effect where I just think when it helps, it actually does nothing. You're, Apart from ruining my hair. Aye, well, you're you're sort of tarting that up a wee bit. I mean, you do, like, that is something you do, but you've also been known to get a scarf and tie it around your head like you're some sort of <laughs> fucking seven-year-old playing Indians and cowboys. Yeah, I do do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit weird. But yeah, no, I, I can I can get that. If I've got a sore head, I put my hood up because mm-hmm. I'm regularly wearing a hoodie. Yeah, but you the weather allows it. Yeah, and but you also wear your hood up at inappropriate times. I have to tell you quite often, take your hood down. You're gonna have to say when about that is because people are gonna get ideas from that. What, what would that inappropriate? What, like? time, what would that inappropriate time be? <laughs> well, last week, for example, we were going to the school parents' night. And as we're walking into the school, I'm like, take your hood down. I'll allow that, I'll allow it. Okay, let's not start the episode with another domestic, we've been there before. Speaking of though, mm-hmm. I, I get a lot of shit on this podcast about my cooking abilities. Mm-hmm. But it was only about two hours ago that I was pulled out of the shower 
to assist with making tacos because you quote don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's not what happened. <laughs> oh, I think it is. I had to talk you through it in a towel. No, I just this was the first time that I had made taco shells using the air fryer. Every right. other time it's been in the oven. But you know, saving money and all that. A huge difference. That, don't I use mean, the oven anymore. Aye. But I wasn't sure if they would fall over or... And you said you put them in shell open down the way. So I did. And all was fine. It was all Did fine. you enjoy your dinner? I had a fabulous dinner. Good. I just wanted to point it out that I was consulted about how to make dinner, such as my cooking skills. No. Okay. Noted. It's noted. It's documented. There you go. Right. Let's see if this makes edit. <laughs> I am in control. <laughs> I'll listen back to this one. <laughs> First five minutes at least. Yeah, so what gaming chats there been this week? There are quite a, a few bits. There's a few bits that I didn't put in the news. So do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about Sony unveiling a new pro PlayStation controller? Mm-hmm. It's called the DualSense Edge. Mm-hmm. Because it's cutting edge. Yeah. Right. So that was today, given a date of the 26th of January. So Day before my birthday. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. And it was also priced. So did you see this? No. No. What do you think the price is? 149. 149. Yes. £209. Ooh. 99 pence that's steep for a controller very steep for a controller mm-hmm. very steep it's not something you need i mean it's a competitive controller they always are pretty expensive it's got removable parts i'm sure it's a very lovely controller better grips it's got some extra buttons in the back but yeah it's, it's a, a leap like what more are you getting for that money well like, you're getting that better feel better grips you've got removable the uh, analog sticks can be removed, replaced, and they just sort of like it's all kind of modular where they can come off. Uh, you've also got a bit like a scuff control. You've got the buttons in the back, which can provide like a competitive advantage because you can map them to different things so you can access them faster. It's basically just stuff like that. I mean, it's it's not two hundred and ten pounds worth certainly, no. but um, but yeah, that's what they're what they're charging. Interestingly, though, like not that this is any sort of excuse. But it, I found it, so they gave all the sort of prices for all different regions, and normally if you saw something that was like two hundred and ten pounds, you'd be like, "Oh, so that's two forty, two fifty dollars, or something like that." Hundred and ninety nine dollars, two hundred and ten pound. It's one of the. I mean, other than the PlayStation going up in price, it's one of the first times like, I've ever seen something cost more in pounds than dollars. Like yeah. it just shows how fucked our economy is yeah, at the moment. Yeah, it's not looking great, is it? No, and in euros, it's two hundred and forty. So I did uh, stick it up on the old Twitter machine, just trying to gauge opinion on it. Uh, Tam and Chris in the Discord, who are. Um, biased they were they were all on board for it but um a few here so game slayer screw that 
I won't be paying that much for a controller. I will stick with the regular PS5 controllers. At least they only cost me $120. Um, Russ, not a fucking chance. Even if it was such, a, even if it wasn't such a ridiculous price, I wouldn't have bothered anyway. The standard controller does the job just fine. Robert, what is Sony smoking? Two hundred and ten pound for a controller. Finn, how much? Balls to that. Uh, Ryan, uh, who is straight down the middle, um, <laughs> says it's an absolute robbery once again from Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it goes it goes on. There was about seventy responses of people just been like, "Get to fuck." <laughs> Apart from, uh, to be fair, Rhino, Rhino the bouncer, day one. He's on. So they sold one. <laughs> um, but yeah, people people not best pleased. Like, I mean, I don't know. You're not really going to get the most calm responses from Twitter. Like, this isn't abnormal, I wouldn't say. Like, a PS5 scuff controller is 240 250 mm. So it's not as expensive yeah, as Yeah, and I suppose they've not, like... Sony don't have a competitor for these third-party controllers that are out, so this is their version of it, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, this is their version of because it. Because, you know, they're seeing these other third-party companies capitalising on these, you know, more elite controllers, and they're they're probably feeling like they're missing out, so that I guess that's part of their, their tactic, but... The thing is, what will have happened today is Sony will be getting absolute pelters about, I can't believe you're charging this much for a controller... But what they'll have looked at is the likes of Scuff, who are the brand leaders at these pro mm-hmm. controllers. Mm-hmm. And they'll have went, we're selling it for 30 quid, less than what they're selling it for. Mm-hmm. And this is official. Yeah. So they'll be thinking, we've done a good yeah. job and here. And they'll hope that be, folk will buy into the Sony and, brand. Uh, and they'll be looking at social media going, why the fuck is everybody annoyed? We <laughs> undercut the competition. But most people, like the general public, don't see that. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't yeah. really know about Scuff. And mm-hmm. like the people that... Are, and would be in the market for a scuff controller are the people that will buy this but they'll be the the sort of silent minority yeah. so I think it will sell like it will sell it'll be interesting to see if it's as good as a scuff controller because they are fucking excellent mm. like not that I would go out my way to buy one but like I can understand why they cost so much it's just a total premium feel mm. I don't know if the the dual sense edge will be that but but yeah, so that nice. was that was the sort of news today. So I won't be getting it for my birthday because it's too expensive. I mean, that's the I, I wouldn't buy it for myself. Um, I can't be spending that much money on myself. But <laughs> if, if you would want one, I would. I would oblige. <laughs> I could. I could. I could do that. Yeah, I feel like looking at my history of the year as we approach year end. Um, my allegiances sort of lie with the Xbox brand. That's true, you so... have been more Xbox. In fact, speaking of just buying stuff for other people, interesting note this as well. So I was listening to a podcast during the week and one of the guys on it was uh, having a right go about Meta. Now, a lot of people don't like Meta, that's fine. Uh, Zuckerberg, fucking big alien that he is. But, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, he's a fucking... Yes, continue. Right. <laughs> He's a fucking android. But uh, he was going on, he was saying, like, um, he was talking about meta in the gaming space, like what we'll talk about later, they've purchased some studios. But uh, he was saying, as much as he hates meta, like, he finds it hard to hate, like, the gaming initiatives that they're doing because it is quite good. 
and like he's like as much as I hate to say it, like the Quest Two is a good device. And it, and what he went on to say was, he said so much so I can't bring myself to buy one for myself because I feel like I'd be letting myself down because I go on about how much I hate it. He says so my workaround was I was going to buy one for my girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and then that way I'd have one. And but he said when he went to do that, he realised like he's living in Germany just now. Meta the Quest is banned in Germany. You cannot buy one. Why? Due to privacy concerns. Like we all talk about like how much data is Facebook collecting, how much are they yeah. doing that. They're not allowed to sell the item in Germany wow. because they have not proven to the German authorities that they are not basically robbing everyone's data. And like I don't know, everyone sort of has that feeling about Facebook, but it just when you get to that point where you're like, your fucking VR device is not allowed to be sold in the country. Like, fuck's sake. And I did not know that was the case. Yeah, well... Like, I love the Quest too, but it probably is watching us. Yeah. Right now, from the box that's below me. <laughs> scary times, Jess. Mm-hmm. Scary, scary times. Uh, and another thing as well, again, I didn't put this in the news because I'm fucking... Although I'm sick of talking about it. It, it keeps coming up, but there's been more stuff to do with Activision and Sony and Microsoft. Ah, yes, that saga. Yeah, there was more stuff actually in the last hour, which I haven't read. I think some there's been like some stock sold or something like that, which people are thinking maybe indicates that there could be an issue with the deal if people are trying to sell off stock, but it could be for some other reason. Mm. But... um yeah, Jim Ryan's been flying all over the place trying to get the the deal blocked um, and stuff like that. We've sort of said before, like, I, I do think that Call of Duty is going to stay on PlayStation, but I also wouldn't put it past that to change if Sony do keep kicking up such a stink about this because Microsoft do have the money to be petty as fuck. Mm. Like, they do have the money to just go, you know what? We were going to keep it on fucking PlayStation, but you were such an absolute wank during that negotiation that fuck you. And like, I tell you what, Jim Ryan, we'll give you fucking Call of Duty if you design. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, just something to really fuck them off. And um, I was thinking about it during the week, and I'm, I've maybe stated this before. I don't know if this is a new thought of mine. I say a lot of pish, but no. Ah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> It's all documented, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, so the current deal, as far as I know, it is that Microsoft have offered Sony Call of Duty for three years longer than what the current deal is, which would take it up to I think it's twenty twenty seven, and then after that they're saying, "Oh, we'll, we'll be willing to negotiate again and stuff like that." And that's not enough for Sony, but Microsoft are saying, "Well, it fucking should be," mm-hmm. and that's what it sort of left at. I'm convinced that what's going to happen is Microsoft want Game Pass everywhere. And through some different filings, we sort of found out that, and it was something that people kind of thought might have happened already anyway, but Microsoft did go to Sony and be like, we want to put Game Pass on PlayStation. Yeah. And Sony were like, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely not. But do you not think that that's why they're only offering three years? Because seeing 2026, they can turn around and go... Right, see next year, you can have Call of Duty, but it's going to be through fucking Game Pass on the PlayStation. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? It's, pe- that, it's a possibility. I would, like I don't. I've maybe made this point before. I don't know, but it came to me, and I was like, it was like a light bulb moment where I was like, of course, Microsoft's desperate to get Game Pass everywhere, and they'll just turn around and say, you can have Call of Duty. We're not trying to take Call of Duty away, but Call of Duty is part of Game Pass, and if you want Call of Duty, Game Pass comes with it. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Sony will have to go, fuck right, <laughs> I fine. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? I would put solid money on that. Right, well, we'll clip this conversation for the future. And we'll that, honestly, document time it. Timestamp it, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm your boy. You heard it here first, mm-hmm. maybe. Unless I made the point before or stole it for somebody else because I really don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, so what, speaking of uh, the quest earlier on, You've been playing some Quest recently. I did. Fired it back up um, because I had seen an advert and I was uh, missold from the advert because as I watched the advert, I was like, oh, cool. Beat Saber is now free on the Quest 2. However, that's not the case. Quest 2 buyers get it free if you purchase it between the August 1st and December 31st of this year. So it's only for newbies. Ah, to drive up those Christmas sales. Yes. And obviously they've increased the price of it as well. Ah, it's talking folk off the ledge from the £100 increase. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're getting Beat Saber for free now. So I was slightly disappointed when I realised that was not the case. We do own it on PSVR. Yeah. But that's more effort to put on than the Quest because there's cables and shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's just too easy, the Quest, isn't it? Yeah. uh, um, so yeah, I stuck on. I played a little bit more body combat. Mm-hmm. I was rudely welcomed by the trainers that said, "Oh, we know you've not been here in a while, but it's great to have you back." And I was like, "Fuck you!" It's a bit meta. Rude, rude, calling me out for having not logged in mm-hmm. is what they did. So I was watching you, Jess. Offended by that, and proceeded to get like I think it was like ninety-two percent of the workout. Like, did, did you go off in one? Did you start with me? Like, well, fucking lockdown's over. Yeah. Pretty I'm not much. in lockdown anymore. I leave the house. I touch grass. Pretty much. Um, and I also play some golf, mini golf. Yeah, you did. Was shit at it. Well, you were in the room while you were playing mini golf. And it I was got like, a few eagles. Yeah, oh, it was like watching somebody with Tourette's. So, like, <laughs> one minute you'd be like, oh, and you'd be dead chuffed and you'd hear the wee. So, in this walk about mini golf, it's fucking excellent, by the way. If anyone's got a quest and they don't have it, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it's addictive as fuck you don't even need to like golf it's yeah what's the what's it called the thing crazy golf crazy golf yeah, yeah. it's crazy golf but in vr ah, and there's like la- the labyrinth levels and like yeah. candy cane worlds it's amazing but uh yeah so there's a wee noise that gets made if you if you get like a birdie or an eagle or something like that and like uh, fireworks start shooting out the hole yeah it's cool yeah and so every so often I'd hear that and I'd be like, oh, yes, I had a good shot. That's good. And then two minutes later, for fuck's sake, <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> but, oh no, yeah. she's, she shanked one into the water. Yeah, It's quite easy as well. You, you do have to be careful as you move from location to location because you, depending on where your arm is, you can accidentally hit it, hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it's a shot away. Aye. My uncle did that a few times, remember? Mm. He was getting quite frustrated. Mm-hmm. And he's a good golfer, so mm. it was doubly frustrating for yeah. him. But yeah, great game. Yeah, indeed. What have you been playing? I have been playing a few different things. So one thing I've not actually been playing, but we did get a question about it, is Hitman 3. Uh, I was on the, the Platinum train. I was chugging along. 
trying to get that platinum, is which it? is still happening, but I've just been a bit sidetracked uh, over the last week, so I haven't played any more of it. We got a question in from Jamie, and he said, after playing Hitman 3 again, how do you think IO Interactive will tackle the James Bond franchise? Similar game to Hitman with lots of stealth, a shooter. Will it be third or first person? So obviously we know they're making a James Bond game, but we know absolutely fuck all about it. Um, I think it's going to be quite Hitman-y. Like, they can't just, they can't just make a, a Hitman game but make it James Bond. Like, that's not going to work. That's not what James Bond does. But... I think it is going to be third person. I think it will be that. I think though. I think there'll be a level or two that's quite Hitman inspired, where you can tackle it different ways, and then I think other parts of it will be more narrative heavy, like more leading you by the hand, mm. maybe more mm. condensed. But I think it is going to show the DNA of Hitman. Like I don't think it's going to turn around and be like a first person shooter or something like that. Like. I don't know. I, I just I, I no. Think... I mean, like you know, having watched the films, there's always like I don't know the epic opening yeah. scenes in a you know a city, and you're I don't know. There's you know, do you know what I mean? Like you can apply that quite easily, I think, to a James Bond game, oh, and yeah. that you know, like similar to to Hitman. You think of Hitman yeah. Three when it started, and it was oh, you were on the side of that building coming in, you'd like yeah. parachute it in and stuff yeah. like, that. like that. I had a James Bond vibes to it. Yeah. So I think there will be stuff like that. Like the most recent James Bond games were like all kind of like th- first person like shooters, but mm. I, I don't think I don't know. I don't think you take the Hitman, the sorry, the James Bond license, and I think if you go to IO, you've went to them for a reason because of the type of games they mm. make. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's going to be Hitman inspired, but. But yeah, obviously more action. Yeah, and a bit more of a, a story driven. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, go- don't be wrong, Hitman does have a story, but you can sort of half skip that if you. Ah, it's it's tacked on. Yeah. Like, whereas I feel like with Bond, that's going to be one thing that's going to be interesting, actually, is that, like, there is in Hitman 3 narrative cutscenes, which was quite new for, like, this latest round of games, mm-hmm. but. There's gonna to have to be much more of a like a focus on narrative in a James Bond game, and it's gonna be interesting. Like that's something I would say that I O are a little bit un- more unproven at. Like how are they gonna do? Because you want a James Bond game to be quite cinematic, yeah, and that's not really necessarily their. I was gonna say that's not their strong point because you don't know. Maybe it is, and that's just not what they've done. Yeah, like mm. they could fucking knock it out of the park, but Here's yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think we'll see some of it. We'll see some of it next year. I think. Mm hopefully but uh, I've also been playing A Plague Tale Requiem oh yeah Um, so it launches today the day we're recording and um, I've been playing it over the last sort of five six days I'm not finished yet so our review isn't there but my impressions are really positive like I really like it so far it's it's more of the same. It is more of the first game, like yeah, very seem, similar. I was gonna say it seems to pick up pretty much from where it left off. Almost, isn't it? Yeah, from previews, they acted as if Amicia and Hugo were quite a bit older. But like, certainly, I mean, maybe it takes a jump. But like at the moment, they they don't seem to be. It seems quite not. I wouldn't say it leads straight into it, but it's certainly not been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, although it could make a jump, a jump later on for all I know. Uh, so far, though, it's it's very much a continuation of the first game in terms of, like gameplay. Like your Amicia is a little bit more capable. Uh, she she doesn't feel 
as helpless. Like she's still dealing with enemies that are twice the size of her, and you do for the most part have to sneak about, and certainly that's what I choose to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot of dealing with light situations to stop like the rats coming, so the rats aren't able to come into the light. So you're using your sling. Uh, to like activate lights uh, and also like extinguish them as well which might then take out enemies so most of the enemies that I've taken out so far I've used light manipulation to do it so you'll have maybe like a guard coming through and he's got a torch but I'll put up I think it's sulfur or something like that into my sling Mm -hmm. and I'll hit his light which extinguishes it Mm -hmm. and then the rats just like completely destroy him. him yes and leave a skeleton but yeah so far so good it looks amazing yeah like, from the from the gameplay i've watched you play like a, yeah it looks phenomenal aye the graphics are absolutely brilliant it's like i said come out today and we've got a number of people in our discord that are really good with uh photo mode mm. and uh so, so far chris and donnie have been putting up some belting photos and i'm sure there'll be lots more to come like it just looks incredible it does i mean i, I it looks like a decent photo mode. I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing with it, so I just leave it alone and let other people. But I'll certainly be be using some of their snaps for the review. Um, Has it been rated on Metacritic? What's the score? So it's currently sitting at an 84. It's actually mm. went up a little bit. So an 84 in Metacritic just now, which, I mean, I would I would go along with so far. Uh, I've got a lot of things on the go at the moment, so I'll probably be taking the game quite slow. So we do have uh, one of our other writers handling the review. It should possibly be up by the time this goes live. Um, but yeah, from what I've played so far, massive fan, really enjoying it. Again, just a little bit worried the game is about 20 plus hours long, and I'm a little bit worried it might outstay its welcome because I did feel that. But that was my one criticism with the first mm. game. Uh, and I hope that doesn't the same thing doesn't happen for me. But the fact that it's a good seven eight hours longer than the first game does worry me. But I'm I'm certainly enjoying it so far. Okay. Uh, it's just going to take me a while to to get through. I mean, we've got Gotham Knights this week. We've got um, Call of Duty. The campaign is coming out later this week. Oh, like there's lots of yeah. good stuff coming, and so I'll be bouncing about a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly a very very good game. And <laughs> the other main thing that I've been playing was a game I played yesterday called Bloodwash. Mm, a nice wee Halloween themed game, Craig, well, for yeah. the month of Halloween. It's, uh, that's it. I've been, I played through Resident Evil 42 times. Mm. Uh, I'm planning, <laughs> got that platinum. I'm planning to go through and mop up the trophies for Until Dawn. And yeah, so I think it was... I think it was the day after we recorded last week's podcast and I was on, I can't even remember what I was doing, I was just, I think I was in just PSN profiles or something and this game popped up, Bloodwash, I was like that looks weird, the, the picture was like a picture of like a, a washing machine with blood coming out of it and I was like what's this, <laughs> so I looked it up, allow me to read the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Bloodwash is a gylo-inspired laundry horror game with low-poly graphics. Sarah is a pregnant college student living with her alcoholic boyfriend in a rundown apartment complex. To make matters worse, a serial killer is targeting pregnant women. The Womb Ripper is terrorising the city. (laughs) The fucking Womb Ripper. Mm-hmm. 
naturally, I was all in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I played through this game last night and it it did not disappoint. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely did not disappoint. Chef's kiss. So it's very much the graphical style is very, very much like that Nun Massacre game. Oh my God. Remember that? Yeah. Do you want me to insert the noise for everyone again? Yeah. (laughs) And it's not only that, it's got its own horrible noise. Oh, okay. Insert also. Which you can insert here. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, so it's got, I'm sure uh, Nun Massacre had this as well. It's probably the same team. Uh, It has like a both a VHS and a CRT filter over it, so it looks like an old tape as you're playing it. Which I did play half the game with, but it does get quite fucking disorientating, mm. so you can turn it off in the menu. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's what a fucking experience this is, honestly. Like, I'm going to... So what is it? A sto- like, what kind of game is it? It's a horror game where... So it starts off and you are a bit pissed off because there's laundry all over the floor of your shitty apartment, oh right? Oh my god. Because your alcoholic boyfriend won't do fuck all about it. Right? So you go and you pick it all up. You pick it all up and you take it downstairs to the laundry room. Mm-hmm. But it's it's out of order. Oh no. Which is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Right? So you come back upstairs and there's this terrifying looking individual who tells you there's actually a laundromat at the edge of town that's still open it's open late and so you take your laundry and you go there break this is the pregnant check yeah it's first person okay so you take your stuff and you go there and events transpire Mm -hmm. okay now i'm going to spoil the shit out of this game but i just wanted to get to that point and say spoiler warning right (laughs) because I genuinely think that if you want a laugh and to be disturbed, you should play this game, right? Should you not wish to do that? Should you not wish to spend the couple of pound? I think it's maybe like a fiver or something like that. Couple of pound, a fiver. That's that's not the same thing, Craig. I don't know. I can't remember how much it was. It was worth (laughs) whatever it was worth. It was worth every fucking penny. It was seven pound for all I know. It was fucking well worth it. But should you not want to spend the money, I will tell you some of the stuff that happened but i just wanted to give everyone the the, the chance mm-hmm. right yeah. to experience this masterpiece for themselves mm-hmm. so first jump scare you go downstairs to try and get the laundry in doesn't work when you go to leave a door comes flying open and a guy starts talking to you hobo jim is his name hobo jim hobo joe sorry hobo joe is his name and he apologises for jumping out on you and says that his wife's flung him out and so he's just having to live in the closet just now. So I don't know if he was just Jim and now he's Hobo Jim because the wife's flung him out or if he was Hobo Jim but he had a house. Mm-hmm. Hard to know. Mm-hmm. So after you get your stuff and you make your way to the laundromat, that's when the opening credits come up and it tells you that the game was made by black-eyed priest okay that's a bit of a warning sign that uh there is a couple of mini games throughout this so while you're getting your laundry done you can go into a couple other shops right one of them's a pizza parlor and they have a little area where it has a couple of arcade games 
I don't know what the game's called, right? I should have probably got that down, but I'm going to explain to you what happens in this game, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically Space Invaders. You know what Space Invaders is? You're yes. like a wee ship down the bottom, you have to shoot stuff coming towards you. Yes. Uh, top to bottom. Instead of being a spacecraft, you are a naked junkie, right? Now, it's an- it's animated... Sorry, what? A naked junkie. Okay. It even comes up saying junkie, right? Next to the guy. Okay. And so it's pixel it's made with very few pixels, right? So it's not too bad, but you see him moving left to right and he's wee cocks dangling about, right? So sorry, again what? Yeah. So as you're going left to right, he's wee cocks just fucking waving in the wind and Craig's <laughs> using his finger to demonstrate this just for I'm the just, listeners that I just waving it yeah. back and forth. Aye. So and instead of firing bullets, you're firing sickness at the stuff that's coming towards you. Okay. But if you get enough upgrades, then that sickness turns into jobbies. <laughs> that's different ends of the boy. I know. <laughs> and the jobbies do more damage. Right, so you've intrigued everyone now. Everyone now wants to play this game. It's this just is, this mini game. You've got you've got to get five hundred points. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just his wee cock just waving. It's so it's it's good stuff. Um, but also, the, there's a. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's there's one other bit. I pointed this out to you, and I'm going to put a picture on Twitter. And, ah yes, and when you Discord. went to the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was another, disappointing a wee bit. There's another shop, and it's called uh, Peepaw's Store, mm-hmm. and you've got to go up and speak to him because one of the trophies is you've got to speak to all the NPCs. Mm-hmm. So I go up and I speak to him, and you were in the room at the time. You're mm-hmm. clearly not paying attention to this shit, but uh, I just let out a fucking groan, and you were like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Look at that in the background." So you go up to the counter, you talk to this Peepaw, and right there. In the background, against the wall, is a fucking pure dead gaming t-shirt. <laughs> and it's not even just a wee bit of a pure dead gaming t-shirt. It's the exact fucking logo <laughs> in it. It's largely similar, yes. It's I mean, it's a skull a, and crossbones. Which, it's a skull and yeah. it's got the crossbones below it. It's a, And it was a fucking, it looked like a washed out version of the same colour. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking pure dead gaming t-shirt. The lawyers have been contacted, mm-hmm. right? People are now going to associate us with this game. Well, that's the thing. As funny as I find the game, not should I signed off on that, right? It's my intellectual property. <laughs> uh, but I will post a picture of it. But yeah, it takes me about half an hour of the game and I don't think I stopped laughing the mm-hmm. whole way through it. You haven't included this in Pure Dead Platinum section. Is there a reason for that? It was so good that you felt it deserved it. It didn't deserve to be in that category. I put it in this bit here because I wanted Andy to read out the uh, synopsis of it, mm-hmm. but he's not here. And so that's why it was kept there. I mean, I suppose you could... I mean, it's you'll get the Platinum in 45 minutes or something like that if you if you follow a guide. But um, so yeah, it could have been in pure dead platinum. I might talk about it again in there because it's fucking that good. <laughs> no, I don't think we need that. Um, I'm a big fan. I think it's got a couple of different stacks. What's I would, it called again? Just so no. blood wash. All the blood wash. I would highly recommend it. Okay. And um, also write letters and uh, let's get the ball moving on this pure dead gaming t-shirt that needs to be removed mm-hmm. in a future update. 
11 out of 10 for it, but the game in general. Okay, so as you probably know, alongside the podcast, we also have puredeadgaming.com where we post all our written reviews and video content and all the rest of the stuff. And we have a few new bits of content this week. We do. Callum has a review up of Star Trek Prodigy Supernova, which uh, I think is mostly aimed at children, but he did say it was decent. He gave it a 7 out of 10. And you can check out his review of that on the website now. Another cracking review from him. And as I said earlier, we should have a review of Plague Tale Requiem. If not up by the time this goes live, then not long after. Um, Speaking to the guy today, I think he has... I think he's almost completed it, so it should be live soon. Cool. Okay, let's help this week's news then. News, news, always believe in the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. Always believe in. Right, first off, let's unpack the clusterfuck that is Gotham Knights. This podcast launches on the eve of the game's release, but we have a bit more insight into what we'll be getting on day one. First up, the game will be locked at 30 FPS on consoles. Not ideal. And next, the co-op adventure will only feature two-player action until November, when a planned update will bring the full four-player action. Yeah... It makes you wonder if this thing's ready. I mean, hmm. I'm sure it was pushed back. Like, it was meant to be out before now, and it was pushed back to this date. But then it was also moved up a week, I think. Was that, might have been one of the games that was moved up a week. I mean, it's not like they're going to add a fucking co-op mode in a week, so maybe it doesn't make a difference. But I don't know. They've been getting raked through the fucking coals oh, for this imagine. one. Yeah. So... Yeah, it have they given any further explanation? They themselves, the PR team, or the I think it was maybe like the community manager or something like that, uh, just basically said that look, it's not that easy to make sixty FPS. It's not just a case of scaling. There's more goes into it than that. Blah blah blah. And so Tam on our Discord had made a point that I had brought up actually in the past as well about. Like, could this possibly be, like, an issue with the Series S? Like, it is obviously, like, less powerful than other devices. And, I mean, it's a fucking cracking machine. Like, we use ours every day. Like, it's incredible the size of it, the power on it and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's obviously not as powerful as a Series X or a PlayStation 5. Yeah. And where the game is focused on co-op, you can't do uh, cross-platform play, but people with a Series S and Series X would be playing together. And so you almost do have to build for the sort of lowest common denominator, and could that be an issue? Uh, We got some pushback about about that thought on Twitter, but then a developer for Rocksteady, who is making the Suicide Squad game Mm -hmm. and work quite closely with WB Montreal, who are making this game, came out and all but said... It's got a lot to do with the fucking Series S. Um, he was shot down by some people that said, well, you're not even fucking working on the game. But what these people need to realise is, like I said, these studios do work closely together. They're under the same umbrella of mm. Warner Brothers. And you've got to understand that he's probably going through the same fucking thing right now with Suicide Squad, mm. which was delayed out of 2022 for unknown reasons. Mm. And so... 
this dates back to before the Series S even came out. Like when it first got announced, you had developers left, right, and centre on Twitter being like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, you're not allowed to release a game on the Series X and not the Series S. It has to come to both." Mm-hmm. And so, it's probably an issue. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that is the whole reason, but, like, people are saying, like, well, on PC, you've got all different specs, but that's not how it works on console, from what I'm led to believe. Like, it's not as scalable. Like, there's one version goes onto the Xbox store, and that's fucking it. I realise that there is other games, like, oh, this runs at 1080p, this runs at this. Like, it can be done, and it's, like, a different package that you download, but it's not necessarily just as easy as scaling it, from what I understand, again, way beyond my fucking technical expertise. But it probably is a factor. Mm. Um, It didn't help this, that Rocksteady developer did call the fucking thing a potato um yeah his exact tweet was the series he was replying to someone and he said the series s exists so and microsoft won't let you launch on one without the other the entire an entire generation of games hamstrung by that potato i can't imagine that he was a popular guy monday morning because i can assure you that microsoft would have been on the phone going what the fuck but I mean, it, it, you know, we're quite early in the generation life cycle, and so how does this progress? If I don't know, if the S is the hindrance that they say it is, like already. Mm-hmm. I had when the series S first came out. I said within a couple of years, I thought it would end up becoming a more of a streaming device, where like Xbox would be like, oh, fucking. Starfield is coming to Xbox. You can play it natively on the Series X and you can stream it with the Series S. Mm. Now, they've said Starfield will be coming to the Series S, so obviously that's not the case, but I, I still think a year or two down the line, like, I do feel like that is a possibility at some mm. point. Like, I just don't see three, four years from now how how that's going to work. Like, I think it was when Donnie was on a couple of weeks ago, like, I, I made the point and it's sort of flung it into relevance this week that like that like the likes of Resident Evil 4 like remake it was supposed to only come to current gen systems but it's now been made for the PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. and and a lot of people were saying oh well they can't leave that huge install base behind and I had made the point that well maybe it's because if they're having to make it for the Series S anyway that's not that much more powerful than the PlayStation 4 yeah. so they may as well and when I said that a couple of weeks ago, like I had a few people saying to me, that's actually a really good point. But I feel like it's even more a valid point possibly now with what's come out over mm-hmm. the last week. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it's an issue. And it's, this is not to shit on the Series S, like at all. I do think it's a cracking device. It's a great price. Like, but I think it's going to become an issue. Um, and it's certainly not the full reason, obviously, why the PlayStation 4 hasn't been left behind, because that's not... I mean, God of War's coming out in a couple of weeks on the PlayStation 4. It doesn't have to fucking worry about a Series S. Yeah. So it's not the full issue. But, um, yeah, uh, after voicing my concerns on Twitter, I, I did get some feedback that... I'll, I'll leave out names, but I just thought I picked... I think there was five or six replies that I got and I, okay. via DM, obviously, mm-hmm. because that's where people get brave. Yep. Um, and so I thought I would just read them out on here. So 
The first one is all you pony cunts are just scared of the momentum that Xbox is gathering. 2023 is going to be a massacre. Mm. Watch out. Well, uh, <laughs> next up, Xbox P3 will fuck you in the ass for disrespect. Now, Xbox P3 is Phil Spencer. Why they couldn't just say Phil? <laughs> Why they had to give his Twitter handle without putting an at in it? But uh, aye, so he's going to give me a sore ass. And uh, another one said, how does it feel to know that you will never touch a woman? Pathetic fanboy. Xbox is the dominant force. How does so, it feel? Uh, it's it's tough. It's <laughs> tough. I mean, we're getting married in a couple of months, but to know that I'll never be able to just reach out and just stroke mm. your hair. It's just, uh, it's, it's quite tough. I did love that he said that uh, I'm a pathetic fanboy and then said Xbox is the dominant force. <laughs> like, well, you're clearly right on the fence, mate. Um, but yeah, yeah. You do, anytime you say something, you, you end up getting a couple of DMs. Like, it's it's quite amusing. I don't, I just don't respond to them. I mean, they're probably all Ryan Burner accounts, to be fair, but... Um, but yeah, funny stuff. Yeah, yes. Interesting to see how it goes. Definitely. We will report back on the game next week. Once it's in the wild. Yes. Okay, next up, we have a duo of horror franchise updates coming this week. First up is Silent Hill, which Konami confirmed on Sunday night will have a digital showcase on Wednesday, the day before this podcast releases at 10pm UK time. Always thankful for when that happens. But not to be outdone, Capcom rallied the troops and announced a wee showcase of their own that will be headlined by Resident Evil 4 Remake along with the gold edition of Resident Evil Village. Capcom's offering will stream on Thursday, the day this podcast launches at 11pm UK time. I cannot bear on the rules of time, so Resident Evil will be covered next week. It's funny. I, I, it was maybe was totally planned and it just so happened. But yeah, it was Sunday night the Konami announced that Silent Hill were going to do this thing on Wednesday. And within like 24 hours, Capcom are like, aye, aye, and, uh, we're doing something Thursday. <laughs> and they're like such similar like horror franchise games that just it came off like, oh, you've got a fucking announcement, do you? Mm-hmm. We've got a fucking announcement. It is spooky season as you yeah. mentioned so I, I suppose if you know it is the time where people are sort of thinking to these franchises I suppose and, and the gold yeah, edition of like, Resident Evil Village does come out on the 28th so it does certainly make sense yeah. but it's just the timing like we haven't had any Silent Hill news in fucking five years mm. and they announced something and within 24 hours Capcom's like I, I will fuck you <laughs> Um, I expect quite a lot like there's been so many rumours about Silent Hill in various forms, we've heard strong, strong rumours that there's a Silent Hill 2 remake. We've heard there's a original new Silent Hill game. We've heard that there's a smaller Silent Hill game that's maybe something to do with Annapurna. And now there's rumours going about that there might be like a TV show. Since everything is getting a TV show. Yeah, everything is getting a TV show, yep. Uh, obviously, they've had the films in the past, which we've covered. They were all right. Not great. But <laughs> the rage these days seems to be the, the TV show. And so I could see all four being announced. Mm. Like, they've said it's going to be a big blowout. There's been rumours. Fucking hell, I don't think at any point 
this year we've went three episodes without talking about a Silent Hill rumour. So they've been there's been screenshots leaked, there's been all sorts of stuff percolating, there's been filings, there's been trademarks. I think we'll we'll probably get quite a lot. I can I can see myself doing a cut in because if there's I think there'll be some quite big news. The Capcom thing I don't think will be that big though. It's just gonna sort of show us probably our first decent bit of footage of Resident Evil Four and then outline more of the gold edition of Village. I'm really like I, I don't have time for it. I really don't have time, so I'm probably not gonna do it straight away. But I really enjoyed Resident Evil Village. And as much as I do enjoy the first person Resident Evils, I much prefer the third person. And mm-hmm. the fact that they're re and as part of the gold edition, you're gonna be able to play through the whole game in third person. Like I really fucking want to do that. It sounds great. But it's hard to justify ten hours of a game that I've already played unless it has a separate trophy list. But you just played forty two times. I know. I know. <laughs> so if you can do that then but how many runs is this going to take, Jess? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a one and done. Mm. Plus, you're not going to have time in December. December's looking busy. It is, it is looking Aye, busy. There's, there's the World Cup. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> next up. EA's upcoming remake of Dead Space won't be identical like the recent Last of Us Part 1. Developer... Motive has taken the opportunity to revise certain aspects. The most obvious of these is the fact that the protagonist, Isaac Clarke, now talks, although there are other subtle tweaks like how he no longer finds his iconic plasma cutter, for example, but builds it himself. Rather than a series of segregated areas, the Ishimura is now one large interconnected location and that means there are sections you'll be able to return to where the developer has built in extra areas you'll only be able to access with improved security clearance. Furthermore, when revisiting certain sections of the ship, the intensity director, a new feature which will effectively determine what kind of encounters you face, will ensure you never know quite what to expect. There's a ton more work to... There's a ton more work being invested specifically in the zero-G sections... In the original, these were effectively on-rail sequences where you could jump from boost pad to boost pad. But now, however, you'll have full freedom to fly in whichever direction you want, creating truly topsy-turvy combat gauntlets that add even more to the intensity of the action. That sounds fucking awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. It's a long time. I played a little bit of Dead Space when I first, well, quite soon after I got the Series X, just because I knew it was like sort of natively like upgraded. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done a full playthrough of it in phew, 10 years. Like, it's been a long time. And so a lot of this stuff I don't really remember, but it sounds it sounds almost like Metroidvania-like. Like, you're going to have to go double back and then you can access bits you couldn't access before. Mm. Like... I don't know, there'll be some people that will definitely be worried that they're changing stuff, but the original game is still there and still looks fucking good and still plays really good. So I want to reimagine and I want it to be a bit different. Like, and everything they've said there all sounds really fucking positive. It all sounds like cool updates that are going to potentially make it better. Enhance it, yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't, you've still got the original. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I'm really excited about it. Cool. 
Next up, the new multiplayer Crash game will be announced at this year's Game Awards. According to insider Jess Corden, it's almost like a third-person Overwatch-style game and is apparently going to be free-to-play. This sounds fucking terrible. Hmm. Granted, as soon as I hear free-to-play, I do... There is that instant, uh, uh, isn't there? You just kind of roll your eyes (laughs) and you're like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Crash Bandicoot has that cachet. Mm-hmm. Like, when you play a Crash Bandicoot game, you want to be Crash Bandicoot. Or, is it Coco? Like, even then, like, I'm like, I just want to be Crash Bandicoot. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be one of the fucking auxiliary characters. And I, I don't want an Overwatch style game as Crash Bandicoot. Uh, one of the other things he stated as well, which would be really strange actually, was that all the play tests apparently have been done on PlayStation, and he was saying that to the point where he thinks it's possible that it's either a timed or a full exclusive mm-hmm. on PlayStation, which would be weird as fuck because that Activision Activision deal was about to go through, which would make them an Xbox studio. Yeah. <laughs> um, Granted, these deals could easily have been in place and would have been in place beforehand, and it's not like this didn't happen with Deathloop uh, and the other one. Can't remember the name of it now. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know. They should have been sending stuff out to like some like popular streamers and stuff like that, like almost like save the date type stuff for the day that the Game Awards is going. So they're obviously going to announce it there, but. I don't know. Like, maybe it will come out and we'll go, oh, that's fucking excellent, but it does not look promising. Mm. I think it could kill the fr- the Crash franchise for a bit. December 8th is when it is, just for reference. There's so much happening in December. I know. Yep. Okay, more news. Meta has acquired Washington-based studio Camouflage with a J at the end. This is the team that developed the 2020 Marvel PSVR game, Iron Man VR. And as part of the purchase, Sony has agreed to allow the team to release Iron Man on their Quest 2 platform. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I saw like mixed reports about this. So that Iron Man VR game was not great. And... There's a lot of kind of revisionist history that talks about about it like it was great, <laughs> but it it was not great. Like, you see, if you go on Camouflage's website, they've got Iron Man VR there, and down each side of the web page, they've got all these things been like best VR game, VR game of the year, all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, where the fuck have you pulled that from? And I was like, am I remembering this wrong? Went to Metacritic. It's got a 73 on Metacritic and its user score is a 62. It was not a great game. It was a cool concept. It was yeah. a cool idea. I know, in theory you would think that would be cool. but Yeah, flying about as Iron Man and stuff like that. And parts of it were quite cool. But, I mean, it was some of the worst graphics I've ever seen in VR. It looked atrocious. And it just outstayed its welcome. Like, it'll be interesting to see how it looks on the Quest because obviously I'm... I, I, Absolutely no doubt it was hamstrung by the PSVR technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could look a lot sharper and nicer, but it, it was not that great a game. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I've, I've heard like a lot of people have been pissed off like from a, like 
a Sony aspect and been like, why are Sony not picking up these studios? Like, they've got a new VR headset coming out and they don't have any VR specific teams. Like, so why are they not picking up these guys? And you could look at it that way and perhaps that they should be looking at them more. Maybe they did. Maybe Quest made a better, uh, sorry, Meta made a better offer. But I'm just, it doesn't bother me because I'm going off the assumption that we spoke about this months ago about what Sony's like approach might be to VR this year or this time around, this generation. And my hope is obviously they are going to make VR specific games like that Horizon game is coming out mm. it's going to be VR only it looks really cool hopefully it does really well but I want them to focus on right you're making a game make it VR enabled as well like I would rather they did that yeah. like one of the biggest sellers on PSVR was Resident Evil 7 that's a normal game that did really well but see if you get a PlayStation VR put the headset on you can play the whole game in VR as well and I think they need to focus on that. It's too... Studios don't want to... Like, see, like, like it's a Capcom. They're not going to make a, a, a full Resident Evil... They're not going to put all their resources into a full Resident Evil VR game. Yeah. Because... When you can, look at the numbers, aye, like, look, obviously, from a monetary yeah. perspective, it's... They'll, yeah. they'll lose their fucking arse on it. Yeah. So why not let them... And they will. I think they might have announced it. They'll go, right, well, we'll make Resident Evil village vr enabled mm. will make so like see when spider-man 2 comes out next year there's no way that i mean i don't think the whole game will be playable in vr but there's no way there won't be a vr component to that mm-hmm. and that's i think what they should do mm-hmm. and so if they're focusing on it that way then they don't need to be picking up these vr specific studios that put out fucking 73 or metacritic games <laughs> like so i don't see how it is that much of a fucking blunder yeah but yeah time will tell Okay, a few bits of bite-sized news. PlayStation Stars has officially launched, so go uh, get your stars. I've got a few stars. Have you? Well I done. have. I launched a few different games and then closed them back down. Mm-hmm. And I bought, I bought Bloodwash. That got me 17 points. And I picked up another shitty platinum. That got me another 17 points. I am currently a ball here away from level 3. Well done. Don't know what that gives me, but I'm there. Mm-hmm. Should I should I be more active on my own profile on the PlayStation to get my own stars? You could do it. it doesn't Although I'm not going to buy any games. It so far doesn't seem like it's going to be worthwhile. Okay. You get some little sort of like... Perks. Digital stuff. Like there was a... The first thing I got was like a model, a digital model of a T-Rex. And I was like, oh, that's quite cool. I like dinosaurs. And then... Uh, <laughs> turned out that's what everybody had got oh. for completing their first task and I was like well if everyone's got it then it's not as fucking exciting is it? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like oh, oh you got a cheater, I got a fucking T-Rex look at this but everybody got the T-Rex so I don't even fucking want my T-Rex now Okay. <laughs> Strategy game Humankind and Southern Gothic point and click title Norco have been delayed on console the Norco game's meant to be really good. Like, really, really good. It's on PC at the moment. And it was actually meant to come out on the 20th. So it was due out the day this podcast launches. Yeah, it was due the, out the day this podcast launches. And it's been, the both of them have been delayed, quote, indefinitely. Like, they might come out in a couple of weeks, but they, they weren't given a new date. I'm like, what the fuck happened? 
And even more strange, perhaps, like they were both supposed to be coming to Game Pass. Mm. So it was supposed to be dropping on Game Pass the day this podcast launches and then Humankind was meant to be in November, day one on Game Pass. And so Xbox have now lost both those games um, until they release, which might not be too far down the road, but it's not like they went, oh, we're delaying it a month. They just said we're delaying it and we'll see you later. Mm. But yeah, keep an eye on Norco. It looks good. Yeah. For all you fellow Disney Dreamlight Valley fans, Scar from The Lion King has now been added. What's oh. the script with this? I was going to, I just thought I'd wait and ask you on here. Um, so is there already a Lion King world? There is a section of the map that. Right. Yeah, that at the mo well, previously there's like a elephant's tusk entrance, okay. but you can't get to it. So right. I've not actually played it yet, but I assume he's in there. Right, okay, that's fine. Because I was just wondering, like, I was like, does he just appear in the middle of nowhere or is he in context somewhere? So I'll be in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's a new Star Pass, which is like the sort of games version of Battle Pass, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Go get some more Dreamlight Valley hours in. Yeah, I think this is going to be quite a constant, this game. Mm -hmm. Because they are just going to, as soon as you like, I don't know, you'll get to a point where you're like, right, I've had my fix. And you'll be like, the Toy Story world. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put it back in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Sims has become free, Sims 4, I think. They've, if they've you... brought out a free-to-play yeah. mode. Uh, I don't know exactly how it works, but... I mean, obviously, if you're on Xbox, you will have Game Pass, which means you've got Sims 4, mm -hmm. uh, and it's regularly pretty cheap on PlayStation, and if you've got EA Play on PlayStation, then you would have it also, but yeah, there now is a free-to-play mode. Um, I don't know exactly how they're monetizing it. I mean, they monetize that fucking shit out of it anyway, yeah. so uh, I don't know what more monetization looks like, but you can now download Sims 4 for free mm -hmm. in some form. The latest list of Xbox Game Pass titles have been announced and are as follows. We have Amnesia, Amnesia, um, oh, how do I say that word? Amnesia. Amnesia Collection, Amnesia Rebirth, Phantom Abyss, Soma, Persona 5 Royal, Frog Detective, The Entire Mystery, Gunfire Reborn and Signalist. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, this is just the sort of mid-month update. So it's never usually that exciting. I mean, some folk are fucking pumped for Persona 5 mm -hmm. coming to Xbox. Like, it's always been on PlayStation. So that could be quite a big deal. I know Richard on the Discord, he's buzzing for it. It comes out this Friday. Uh, and the there was one of the other games that looked quite cool. It was like a sort of running simulator. But yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, it's just... It's some cool additions, but it's, there's nothing marquee yeah yeah and on the flip side playstation plus extra slash premium games for october have also been announced and there are 23 in total highlights are grand theft auto vice city remastered assassin's creed china india russia three remastered syndicate and odyssey five dragon quest games and the medium and more Yeah, it's a pretty good list of games to be fair. Uh they've been they've been doing a good job with these monthly editions. I know it's been 
some people aren't happy because there's been talk that Ubisoft Plus or whatever it's called will be coming to this. And so each month they have been quite heavy on the Ubisoft games, which I think some people are almost acting like they don't count. But I think that's a bit harsh. Like, it's a lot of good games and Vice City. Um, the India, China and Russia games, those are like the smaller 2.5D Assassin's Creed games, which I played yeah. a little bit of at the time when they came out and I actually really liked. I was one of the few that enjoyed them, but I never got the time to put in that I wanted so them coming to there are quite good because I'm not sure if I own all of them so yeah good it's good a good list the pick of the bunch obviously is Assassin's Creed Syndicate which is the best Assassin's Creed game but annoyingly it's got an issue on PlayStation 5 it's one of the like nine games from PlayStation 4 that doesn't run properly in PlayStation 5 and so you can put it in but it just fucking doesn't work properly Mm. so if you're on PlayStation 4, you'll have no problem. And I have a fantastic time because it's so fucking good. But uh, maybe not on PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, incredible value, though. Incredible. Okay, that's all for this week's news, then. Let's move on to everyone's favourite, Get in the Bin. Johnny, did you put out the bin? I did, yeah, I did. Get your little wheelie bin and push all of your rubbish in. You better hurry, don't be late. The zone be outside of your gate. Are the bin men coming? Are the bin men coming? As the cry of every woman, will the bin men come? Bin time. Do you have any nominations first up, Craig? The heat. Right. 20 fucking degrees. No, it wasn't. Today? No. Where? What thermometer were you looking at? My van. I was in the van and it was fucking boiling. Where is thermometers on vehicles? I don't know. Like, where is it? Because obviously your car, you know, the engine is hot. Don't don't get me wrong. How do they know? Where does that come? Where does that number on your dashboard come from? I want to know that information. Because I feel like it couldn't have been 20 degrees. We've been together 12 years. Yes. See when I need the oil changed. In my vehicle. Who does it? Me. Yeah. So I don't know what you're thinking asking me that question. <laughs> I was asking the listeners, right? Right, maybe. I'm sure someone, there'll be a mechanic listening that can let you know. But uh, no, it was it was fucking boiling. It was one of those where, granted, if I'd been outside, it would have been a nice chill. Mm-hmm. But I was in a vehicle where the sun was fucking battering off the glass and then coming through and hotboxing my van and not in a good way. Okay. Get in the fucking bin. <laughs> Stupid heat. Yeah, I have a nomination for this week as well. So I had to issue an email invite to around 500 recipients this week. Um, and I couldn't do the like Outlook respond thing because it was going to like personal emails and stuff like that, right? Okay. Um, and I thought I was being clever by setting up the auto filter on replies so that if an email comes in that's got the subject line that I sent out, it was going to put it in a separate folder for me. Yep. Okay, I do this with various things. I'm very pernickety about my email inbox, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I thought it was being clever, but I came in the next day 
to like my inbox flooded with emails. And it's because these people, instead of pressing reply, they started a new email with a new subject line yeah, on the matter annoying. and replied to me that way. Why? That... Why did you do that? And it wasn't just one or two. There was loads of them. Yeah, that's annoying. That is annoying. That's fucking... That would drive me mad. Now, I don't mean to be ageist, but the recipients of the emails that I was sending to... Old fuckers. ...were of an age where maybe they don't Uh, know email etiquette quite so well. The type that are trying to get a stamp to send an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get in the bin. Yep. (laughs) There's a few other nominations as well. Alan, who is a frequent... Uh, communicator on the Pure Dead Gaming Discord he nominated the lack of public toilets he said that he nearly shit himself one day and it wasn't the first time was even unlucky a couple of times in the past and he then went on to show the picture of where he had an incident he was on a bus he had to get off the bus shit behind a bush just near a church might I add in a church Yep. Oh dear. Um, wipe with a sock and then get back on the bus, like the next bus, on the way to work. Now... Yeah, so essentially what's happened here is he's left the house in the morning probably thinking he's got a, he's got a window of about half an hour to get to work. And he's drastically undercut his time. Mm-hmm. And he's got halfway... I, would, I know where Alan stays. So I would say halfway to work he's got and he's thought... The situation's escalated. He's had to get off the bus. He's then entered a nearby church, taken a shit in a bush, wiped with a sock, presumably left the sock. <laughs> I tried to think. I really... And then he's went, stood at the bus stop and got back on the bus and continued to work and then done a full shift with all that in his memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, whilst, he's, a spe- he's a special individual. Whilst I agree, there maybe are a lack of public toilets in the vicinity of where this church was. There are two supermarkets within two minute walking distance. I don't well, see, understand that, why. That is the main thing. So yeah, where that church is, if if the supermarket didn't have a wall, an outer wall, a skilled individual could throw a stone from the bush that he shat in and Mm -hmm. land it in the toilet pan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's concerning. What he's probably done is walk through, now that I think about it, he's probably walked through the supermarket car park to get to the church. Yeah. Unless it was out of order or it was out with opening hours. But you would just still like shit outside the door. I don't know about that. But anyway, Alan, I, I feel like you should perhaps be nominated for being a public shitter. Public <laughs> shitter. Too many, it's too much peppies. It's been eating too much peppies. Too much peppies. Um, another nomination is Callum. Dear Callum. Yeah. For Crimes Against Films and Christmas, it would seem. Yes. He has never seen... Home Alone. 
what? Any Home Alone. What? I don't know. What? I don't know. I honestly thought he was joking. This, I mean, I just don't know. I just... And then the conversation proceeded and he's also never seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, I can forgive that one a little bit more because it's not Home Alone. Aye. But still, who's not seen that either? It's... Uh, it's, it's... I've not, to be fair, I've not seen a lot of films. That's there are, true. There are. I've not. There's a lot of films I haven't seen as well. There are classics considered that I've not even entertained. But yeah. I, Home Alone, come on! It's one of the greatest films ever made. Like, obviously, Callum wasn't a listener this time last year. Like, how many times do you think I watched Home Alone while the trees up? Oh God, I dread to think. It's too many. It's too much. I mean. At one point, this was two years ago or three years ago, but I kept a counter and I had Home Alone 1 and 2 on more than 15 times each in December. Sounds about right. Like, it's just constant. Like, I even watched the third, fourth, fifth and now sixth one, even though three out of those six are bad, <laughs> just because it's Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's almost a religion to me. Mm-hmm. It's troubling. Is there anything? Is was that? Is that? Is there anything else? Is that our list? Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I love Callum, but I love Home Alone more. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, here you've got a guy. I mean, he's tried to nominate the lack of public toilets, but let's be honest, Alan, it's yourself that's been nominated for shit in the bush. <laughs> Then you've got the heat. I hate the heat. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your email thing's annoying because I don't like old folk. I'm not a big I didn't say it was old, necessarily it was old I'm folk. I'm saying it's old folk, <laughs> right? All, see, the whole time you were telling your story, all I could think was, Morrison's car park, Morrison's car park. <laughs> it's like fucking dawn of the dead in that place. Shithole. But home alone. Home alone. <laughs> ah. Don't, I, I don't like to do it right? this is like a Ryan situation all over again mm-hmm. you, avid listeners will remember that Ryan went in because he didn't like James Bond Yeah, I feel like this is a slightly different situation because I genuinely think that Callum would like Home Alone he doesn't seem to think he would but I don't think it's possible to not like Home Alone mm. I think I, I I choose to believe in my heart that when he sees it, he's going to be like, what have I done with my life? I've got a lot of making up to do. I think he has to go in. Oh dear. I think he has to go in. I don't don't think it's... In the interest of fairness, I don't think it's fair for Ryan to go in for the Bond thing and Callum not to go in. See the garbage can full of salt? That's where he keeps his victims. And I also, there was a real groundswell on, on the Discord. Like, people people were as outraged as me. And I, f- I feel like if he doesn't go in, I'm going to be I'm gonna be seen to be showing favouritism. My vote's Callum. Okay, Callum. Get in the fucking bin. Okay. But redeem yourself. Yeah, it's that's not possible. too late. That it's not true. too late. We'll do a we'll do a watch along. We'll all watch Home Alone. He doesn't like Christmas, right? We will we we will make you love Christmas with the joy that is Home Alone and Home Alone Two. By the way, very similar films, 
both excellent. Mm-hmm. Different cities. Yeah. Should you have a nomination that you would like to submit for Get In The Bin, something that's irritated you, someone that's irritated you, places, things, whatever. Tell us what you've not watched. Yeah. You can get in touch and cast your vote and we will consider it for next week's episode. Plus, see, to be fair, the bin is becoming the place to be. Well, like, you did I'm it, there, so. Putin's there, Amber Heard's there, Ryan's there, Callum's now there. We're having a fucking great time. Putin's got all the money, man. He pays for the carryouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving on. Pure dead platinum time. Indeed it is. Uh, as tends to be the case now, I've sort of changed up this section a little bit. Rather than spouting crap about one game for a couple of minutes, I'm just briefly going through my sort of platinum exploits of the week uh, so that you can too and be a cool gamer like myself. Mm-hmm. First up, Pretty Girls Escape. This sounds familiar. Mm. It's Well, it's part of the Pretty Girls franchise. Ah, uh, Yes. I hope you won't be tempted by all those lovely girls. Oh, there's no chance of that, Liam. Because we've had problems with that sort of thing before, you know. (laughs) No, no, Ted, we really have had problems with that sort of thing before. Yeah, so you get a lot of these different types of games and they are usually fun puzzle games, as this one is. Um, And it's just got the added sort of... I don't even know what you would call it. I don't know. I, I don't know who this is for, to be honest. But if you're into, it's not even anime. It's just sort of drawings of girls. It's it's much like all the other pretty girls games. Like while you're completing this puzzle on the screen, there's a different girl at the side in various stages of undress. What I would say is we covered one maybe at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and in that one. It got it got it got pretty dark. Is this the one that had the disclaimer that these girls are of age? This has that too. Right, yeah, okay. it comes up saying that these girls aren't real, but they're eighteen, and you're <laughs> like, ah, right, what one is it, mate? Right? Are they no real? Are they eighteen? What's going on? I mean, they're clearly hand drawn, so I wasn't thinking they were real. But it's nice to know that these girls that you've told me now are not real are also eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so the one earlier in the year, it it really did go quite. It went for it. X-rated. I mean, aye, there was like, there was bikinis that were literally just cover, covering the nip. Okay. Whereas this, I think maybe one of them's got a short skirt on. It's it's not anywhere near as bad. So I don't even think there's one in a bikini. But yeah, it's quite an interesting puzzle game. It's a different take actually on a puzzle game. Any puzzle game that I've played, so. You have like a sort of small picture of a girl and it's almost like a kind of Tetris screen and you have little loads of little blocks and when you click on one of the blocks, any block that's connected to that one that's the same colour will disappear and you're trying to make enough disappear so that the picture of the girl will drop into one of the slots at the bottom. Okay. Um, and you can also move it left to right. So at first it's quite easy and then it starts to get harder because you need to have at least two next to each other to be able to eliminate them. So if there's no two together, then you can't. But I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, it only takes about 15 minutes. And um, I mean, it's, it's got pretty girls in it, apparently. So, you know, can I complain at that? Uh, we also have a game called Mermaidio. Has it got mermaids in it? 
It does, it does. I assume it's from the same people that made that Cario game. <laughs> uh, they just seem to be putting the IO at the end of their games. And so you're a mermaid and you have to collect, I think it's like, I don't know, some amount of shells while avoiding fish because the fish hurt you. Mm. Uh, yes, eat very, fish are bad. They are, yes. Very easy to do and takes about two minutes. That's about pound sixty-nine. And the last... I wish we'd done like a running tally of costings for all these games. And at the end of the year, we would have... Well, now with PlayStation Stars, I mean, we'll be able to monitor it through my star level. <laughs> I don't know if that's something to be proud of. <laughs> I'm amazing. Uh, and the last one is a game called Silenced the House. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one's a visual novel. Mm, there's a surprise. Yeah, and it's a Halloween-based visual novel. We've timed that well, bringing it out now, then, eh? Well, I've held a bit back this week, Jess. Oh dear! Right, okay. Right, I didn't, I didn't put this in the notes. I didn't, I didn't put this in the in the uh, the green room before we started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, maybe two months ago, I was nearly number one in the world. <laughs> To remember, but I get fucking done out of it because I stopped eating Chinese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because I did that, at the time I came back, I was fucking second in the world. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it was a good Chinese, mm-hmm. right? Didn't stop for a Chinese this time, did I? Oh, did I fuck number one in the fucking world? Wow. Of what? Sorry, just so we. Get... I was the first person to platinum. Uh, silenced the house on playstation 4 okay eu version <laughs> if somebody else got the the other ones yes yeah right, okay now <laughs> people are going to use this next part to try and take this away from me to try and fucking dull my accomplishment right mm-hmm. but i'm not having it okay right, the game's not out until the 28th of october <laughs> fucking cheat right uh-huh. but just because I was supplied with a code should not nullify <laughs> what is a real accomplishment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. codes have been sent to other people too but I was first <laughs> as far as I know at last check unless somebody hasn't updated their profile number one on the EU version, PlayStation 4. Silenced the house. Well, we're all silenced at your accomplishment, right. I can tell everybody's, you that. Everybody's right in fucking awe. Yeah. Awe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I kind of sped through it to be honest. Like it, it's it looked quite decent. The art's quite nice, and there seems to be a bit of a story going on. But uh, I was there for one I, thing and one thing only. Yeah, and I was worried <laughs> that if I slowed down, I would fucking do myself again because I knew that when I started, nobody had it, and so I was like, oh, that story seems quite interesting." But I was like, "There's there's a wrong that needs righted here," mm-hmm. and I've done it. 
Well done. Number one in a fucking world. Well done. But yeah, that's, that's my pure dead platinum exploits for this week. Very good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's hit up our movie section. This week we watched Scary Movie 2, which was released in 2001 and follows the story of a group of teens, including Cindy, which is Anna Faris, who was in Scary Movie, the first one, uh, and Brenda, Regina Hall. They're invited to spend a night in a hell house. And there is Professor Oldman. He's convinced them it's for a school project, but the night won't go past quietly. The master, Kane, is long dead, but still plans on enjoying himself, especially with Alex Mundy, a.k.a. Tory Spelling. And when things really start to get bad, the gang must work together to find a way to capture the ghostly menace. Scary movie, the first one, huh? Well, what do you call it? Scary movie. The first film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. What did you think? You did not enjoy this film. No. I spoke la- the last time, we, mm-hmm. or when we watched Skinny Movie, um, about how the fact that I think it really depends on your knowledge of the films that are referenced, because mm-hmm. it is a parody movie on other films. And I think with this one, though I must have not been as knowledgeable of some of the references because like the opening scene for example is the exorcist i believe yeah i probably have seen it but i don't remember it i couldn't relate to it i didn't really get the jokes because i was like i don't know see that scene is quite funny when you know the exorcist i mean obviously there was like a little priest pedophile joke in there you know i got that because that wasn't related to a film um that's just general general yeah yeah the, the priest arrives the mother says it's gotten worse father she won't eat. She won't talk. The child won't even let me touch her. Yeah. Sometimes you have to give them candy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the references were kind of missed on me because horror's not really my genre. Yeah. I, I mean, if you if you know The Exorcist, like I've only ever seen it once. Me and Castles watched it when we were way too young to do so, and. It's a film where nothing happens for two hours, but fuck me, the tension that it builds mm-hmm. with nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, that scene where the girl like twists her head around 360 degrees, like that is basically the one of the only things that you actually see that's scary. And so in the film, like it's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even remember if she turns it all the way around in the film. It's been that long, but I think she does. But um, I loved the bit when she did that in the in the film, and he's just like. Fuck this! <laughs> he goes to run away. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I have very fond memories of this film. Like the the argument with the guy in the wheelchair and the guy with the hand. It's it's not even that funny, but like I don't know. I, it's interesting what you can pull back to nostalgia. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so this came out in two thousand and one. I don't know if it was right at release or it probably would have been just after because I must have had it on DVD or something like that. But I remember, I think we'd all been out, me and my pals had all been out a night out and we came back to my house after and had far too much to drink and we shoved the film on and we're all rolling about the floor killing ourselves laughing at it. And we, we must have watched that bit back about a hundred times. And so... 
like I don't know, you associate like a a time and place with yeah. that, and so like I think now, and I'm like, God, that was we were we were just ending ourselves laughing at it, like. So yeah, it's it's so funny, but like, so one thing I've got down here, I don't know if I said this to you when we're watching it or if I I kept it, but they pretty much must have filmed these films back to back. Mm-hmm. Like the initial scary movie film came out on September the eighth, two thousand. This film released July 4th, 2001. So you can even push it back till like for like September, October, Halloween. Not even for Halloween. Eight months. Mm-hmm. Eight months. They, they must have filmed them back to back. Yeah. I wonder if like the kind of script was written for them both. Like. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I, see Scary Movie 3, does that have like Anna Faris and stuff like that in it? Because I wonder if they maybe just like filmed a lot of stuff and Scary Movie 1 was made and Scary Movie 2 was made from the proceeds, like from, from outtakes. But then it's got its, it's own... It's a totally different story though. Uh, it's a different... St- yeah, no, it can't be that. It's just so strange, like... Because I almost feel like... It, what it feels like is that they made Scary Movie 1, it did better than they expected, and so they wanted to capitalise on it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like they can't have waited to see the critical reception to Scary Movie before Greenlight and Scary Movie 2, because there's no way it could have been done that quickly. Like, there's literally no way it could have been. Yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah, I don't know. I I know I could tell when we're watching it that you just were absolutely hating it. But like I don't know, like near the beginning they're dancing to I think it's Shorty and uh, Anna Faris are dancing to Donnell Jones, and I'm like I fucking loved that song back then. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you just you can't watch a film in 2022 and get about Donnell <laughs> Jones. Um, there's a point when they're in the house and. Uh, I think they're looking for like they're kind of about looking for a noise or something like that, and it's Buddy and Cindy, and they see like bloody footprints going, mm-hmm. and uh, like instead of being scared, the guy Buddy's like, "Oh my God, somebody's on the rag!" Like, <laughs> like some girls want about their period. Um, the the birds see the I don't know what you call it. You didn't just call it a normal bird. What do you call them? The ones that talk. The pa- a parrot. Parrot. I couldn't think of the name of it there, it's fucked. The parrot is dry as fuck, and I enjoyed him throughout when he's trying to square go, shorty, and then every time anyone goes by, he just has a fucking go at them, like he's mm. taking the piss out of like, the disabled guy and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was quite funny. Uh, I don't know what even what that was a take on, but I enjoyed it. Um, the part where, so you've got Ray from the first one as well. It's a lot of the same cast in the second one. I, th- I believe that changes when you get into like the third and then obviously after that. But um, yeah, obviously, so Ray's like, a, like it's clearly meant to be like a gay character, but he has a girlfriend and he's he's clearly quite camp, but no one else sort of sees it almost or no one else sort of alludes to it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a clown that tries to pull him under the bed. And instead of him being scared, he's like, fucking right. And all of a sudden, the clown's like, hey, get your finger out of there. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to assault the clown under the bed. And, the, and, the, and you see the clown trying to get out and uh, he's pulling him back in. I thought that was quite funny. Um, they had a right go at Callista Flockhart at one point. I don't know. It felt quite catty. Um, Cindy's running from a skeleton. And I think it's Brenda 
turns around and says, why the hell are you running from a skeleton? Would you run from Callista Flockhart? And they're like, fuck's sake, that's quite nasty. I don't know, like, obviously it's just a joke or whatever, but it just felt a little bit like, what's your beef with Callista Flockhart? What's she done? Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. But I I just, I enjoyed the full thing. Like I say, we're getting a little bit better at inputting clips and I've outlined some clips for you to put in just because, I don't know, some of the audio cues and stuff like that in this I just find funny. Like, obviously Callum won't get this. But uh, it does have uh, the guy from Home Alone 2. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely day. That guy. Yep. I can't even remember his real name now. He's so famous as well. (laughs) Uh, But he's in it, which obviously bumps it up a bit. Um, A bit near the end where the guy in the wheelchair is just, he doesn't want to, he has to go up the stairs for something and he's trying to impress the... There's one of the girls that sort of seems eye candy. She's wearing like a boob tube throughout and mm-hmm. they're all falling over themselves for her. And she's like, do you want me to just go up the stairs and get it? And he's adamant, I'll do it myself, I'll do it myself. And so he's trying to like pull himself up these stairs while pulling his wheelchair as well. And he keeps just sliding back down the stairs. But he goes fucking mad at her and just refuses for her to help. Uh, so yeah, all that sort of stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I, I get... I can objectively see why people much prefer the first one, mm. but I think overall I, I probably prefer the second. Like, I just, I, I don't know. And I think it is totally nostalgia. Like, I watched it again one night after you fell asleep, so I've watched it twice this week. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah, I just I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. They did, you said you didn't get any of the callbacks. Did you remember the, the Titanic bit? Yeah, and there was like a Charlie's Angels scene as well. Yeah, they did Charlie's Angels near the end, but the the uh, Titanic bit when it's like that, that it's trying to act like it's the bit when he's supposed to be on the raft, Aye. but she's wanking him off. Yeah, so it's like they're in a pitch meeting. They're like, right, picture Titanic, but with masturbation. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, back to the bird the parrot when he threatens to hang himself because he just so at the end of the film obviously Cindy has taken the parrot with him with her mm-hmm. and has him in the dorm room or whatever and the parrot's trying to hang himself because he just can't be fucked with her that much I thought that was quite good but yeah I enjoyed it I know you didn't yeah it's not that I don't know it just it was more of the same and I think just because I didn't get a lot of the references it was just maybe a bit lost on me so I maybe didn't engage with it quite so much yeah that makes total sense um, so interestingly you... so I do have the box office here mm-hmm. we don't have Andy so it's, it's a it's a sort of solo game you'll be playing here alright oh, okay so I'll, I'll we'll always win well I'll decide if you win right okay. if you're miles off you're a fucking loser <laughs> right so the first film cost 19 million to make okay this one was 45. Wow, that's quite a jump. I wonder why. Yeah, so more than twice as much, which kind of shocked me because I'm, I don't know. I don't wonder think... if that was part, well, largely casting because to get them to buy into a second one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Aye. So, to help you out, so Scary Movie 1 cost 19 million to make and 
its worldwide gross was two hundred and seventy-eight million. Okay. Scary Movie Two was forty-five million to make. How much do you think it grossed? Three seven one. You've lost a solo game. Oh, for it? There was one player, one player, <laughs> and you've lost. 141. Oh, I thought it was going to be more. It cost over twice as much, and Scary Movie 1 made 137 million more. So it was a sharp drop off. Mm. I mean, don't be wrong, it's still profitable. Like it's, They probably yeah. looked at that still and went fucking. We've almost cleared a hundred million there, and they obviously went on to make Scary Movie Three, which I presume fucking continued Drops the trend. Off you and know, yeah. That's when they, I think they stopped after three, and then did a fourth much later on. Mm-hmm. But um, an interesting, like, massive drop considering the eight month gap from the first one. I would have thought it would have maintained at least. Like, mm-hmm. folk obviously really enjoyed the first one. They're like, oh, here's a million. But I uh, know the the joke was starting to wane after the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, shall we move to pie? Yes, yeah. let's pie. If you're, again, if you're new, we rate the movies in the form of Scotch pies. That's just what we've always done and we'll continue to do. So, out I of... mean, it could be a pumpkin pie this, this month if you want. Uh, sure. That's what it says on the website. Sure. <laughs> How many pumpkin pies are you going to rate it out of five, Craig? I would give it three. Um, I'm gonna go two just because didn't love it. So I much. thought you were gonna go a one, so the fact that you went for a two, I'm yeah. happy with that. I'll accept that. Yeah, we have our listener vote as well, which in future you can visit puredeadgaming.com ahead of the show and cash a vote. And of the voters this week, the majority was three pies. Forty one percent gave it three, twenty two percent gave it four, twenty one percent two, ten percent gave it five, and a little six percent gave it one. Not bad, actually better than I, th- I would have thought. I thought I'd have been in the higher end. Mm-hmm. And so in keeping with our spooky season, we are going for next week's movie to watch Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I've seen the film, I think, maybe twice, and I remember enjoying it, but not loving it as much as everyone else did. Mm. I do not like Simon Pegg. I just, I don't know what it is about him, but I think he's an annoying me fanny. (laughs) And... So Terry, the first I'm sure the first time I watched it, I watched it with Terry, and he's a big fan of his, and so he absolutely loved it. And I remember like thinking that ah, was good, but it's still got that fucking dickhead in it. Mm. And so I think I have seen it once since, but I'm looking forward to it now because I feel like I don't even know why I hated him, but I don't think I do anymore. Okay. Um, he was the dad. And the boys, he's Huey's dad, yes, yes, and I had no emotional reaction to him in that show. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay. I think whatever whatever he done to me, I think I'm over it. Okay, that's good to know. We'll and sh- it's meant to be a really good film, and I've forgotten everything. Yeah, that I've definitely it. seen it before. I feel like I remember one scene, but I've got no knowledge of the story around that one scene. Yeah, the only thing I can remember is them leaving the house right at the beginning. In fact, actually, there's a fat bloke as well that's his pal. He's a bit of a tit at all. 
But yeah, it's meant to be a good film. I'll keep yeah. an open mind yes. as I tend to do. Look forward to your review next week. It's just going to be me fucking going back. <laughs> fucking Simon. That's Penn. why I hated him. <laughs> fucking twat. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Simon. I know you're a listener. <laughs> okay, to round out this week's episode, we will give you, as always, a pick of the week. Now, this week we are spoiled for choice, so rather than us picking, we have put it to a vote. So on Pure Dead Gaming Twitter, we listed your options for this week, which are Ghostbusters, NTFT Borderlands. Which is new tales from the Borderlands. I just, you only get 20 characters. Ah, I see. Okay. Gotham Knights and Plague Tale Requiem. Yes, and with 65.4% of the votes... You're you're going to point percent here. Yep, it was a Plague Tale Requiem, which I can definitely wholeheartedly recommend. It is a very good game. I feel like the first one was underappreciated at the time, but in hindsight is held on really high regard and this is almost like the promise of the first game. It's getting higher uh, scores across the board. It's beautiful. There is supposed to be some performance issues. I haven't come across them myself yet, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's a good choice. Um, I was actually surprised that Gotham Knights only got 24% just with the Gotham universe being such a big draw, but the game does have some sort of negative press around it just now and I don't think people are mm. there's a lot of people on the fence about it um, like I say we'll talk about it next week we should have a code through imminently uh, and we'll be talking about that um, I'm going in with an open mind I love the Arkham Asylum Arkham City all the Arkham games and it seems like similar gameplay probably not quite as good but I'm hoping it's going to be quite good and I'm maybe not surprised, but I don't know. I, I think New Tales from the Borderlands could be quite good. It only got 3%, and yeah, it, it does certainly seem like people are, are sleeping on it, I think. Um, it came last in, in the vote, and it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of hype around it. I loved the original from Telltale. It was episodic. This one's going to be out in one chunk, and I think from the trailers, it, it never really captured people's imagination but it is a lot of the people that made the first game so I'm hoping the humour lands throughout the game and it is, it is good but um, but yeah we'll, we'll speak about all those games next week we will indeed and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes we drop them every Thursday at 3pm on time all the time, on time. <laughs> we are, Jess, we are coming up on two years. And we've not missed a Thursday yet. Yeah, that is true. And I plan to keep that going throughout a holiday season that includes our wedding. Yep. Watch us fuck it now. But that the plan <laughs> is, the plan is that we will continue to not miss an episode. I pride myself in us not having missed one. Mm-hmm. So... Don't don't lose the recording. Right? I won't. I won't. Because otherwise it's just gonna be a podcast and it's gonna be fifteen minutes of me singing nineties chart songs. Just oh. so there's something out there. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah that is us for this week anyway and yeah in the meantime you can head to puredeadgaming.com for everything else that you might want to know about you can and follow us on social media where I spout shite regularly I don't think that's the advert Craig that's not what you want to say look if you've made it this far on this podcast you must can't be too adverse to me talking shite well that's true but you've maybe had your fix goodbye goodbye Number one in the world. This podcast is recorded and produced by Pure Dead Gaming. Intro music by David Fesslian.